Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Tonight's class is titled Reciprocating Love. And I have a little bit of a confession to make. The confession is, I, when we were learning chapter 48, I said the title was Reciprocating Love. I jumped ahead of myself. Because 48 is really leading us to 49. So 48, in chapter 48, the, the real title is Simpsom. From infinite to finite. That's what we learned over the last two chapters. We learned how Hashem is infinite. How could the infinite become finite through the idea of symptom, contraction? That's what we learned in chapter 48. We discussed how within the symptom there is the energy that is everywhere but it's concealed so they call out and it surrounds you good evening Moshe Mendel and then there is the energy that is internal Panimi it's revealed within you but it's on a lower level because it's revealed within you that's where we were in chapter 48 chapter 49 I believe it's a knockout. Now, every chapter is a knockout, but I believe I believe chapter 49 is certainly a knockout. Knockout meaning it's a very, it's, it's something that we could take with us in our day-to-day -day life, very applicable method. But before we get there, you know, we're talking about symptoms, contraction. I still remember when I was, 14 years old, 15 years old, learning these ideas, learning the idea of the three worlds or the four worlds of Atsilo, Bria, Yitzir, and Asi, and contraction. And I asked my teacher, where are these four worlds? Is one of them close to Jupiter, Mars? Like, where, where are these worlds? And it was hard for me to understand it. And, and certainly it's still hard for me to understand because we're talking godliness and we're, we're physical. But the point that I want to clarify to all of us here is that spirituality, as, we, as the wording was used in chapter 48, is not spatial. There is no place. So I can't tell you that Atsilos is right here. Bria is here. Because Atsilos is nowhere. Atsilos is everywhere. Atsilos is not space. Atsilos doesn't have a physical place. The same thing with Bria, Yisira, and, and the spiritual Asiya. They're spiritual. So therefore, what does that tell us, Moshe Mandel? Here I have a chessboard. And I'll use the chessboard as an example. This chessboard, within it are four realities, if you could say. There is this chessboard itself has the world of, of Asilos, which means there is no chessboard. It's pure godliness. That means exactly in the place I'm holding, there's pure godliness, Asilos. Well, we all of it, we want to have at least some sort of form to the infinite. So now the, the ability for the form comes. 
That's Rina. So within every place, these four worlds exist. And if you had the ability to see further than just a physical item, you would be able to perceive those different layers in the creation of anything. Any thoughts or questions about that? Okay, so now Tanya chapter 49 is gonna start off by saying that when we talk about the four worlds, again, we have the world of Atzilu, Eitzel, close to Hashem. It is Hashem, it's, it's, it's infinite. Then we have the world of Bria. Bria means it's a creation. There's already some sort of creation. It's, there's already some level of, of finitude, would that be a word? There's already a level of being a finite. Then we have a further level of Yetzirah. There's already more of a form, not only a creation, than Asiya, the, the world of action. Each one of these worlds, chapter 49 says, has thousands and millions of levels. So these are just general categories. But each one of these general categories has millions of layers in it. So if someone were to say, how many processes did Hashem go to go from infinite to finite, and someone were to tell you three, that would be correct on a very, on a very uh, low level. But actually, again, what we're going to learn now is Hashem made millions and billions and trillions of contractions in order to have the physical world, in order that I should be able to use my iPhone right now for a class trillions and an infinite amount of contractions and concealments was made to allow us to be learning now together. Chapter 49, page 256 in the Tanya, right head column. Chapter 49, even though the particular aspects of the nature of the occultation and concealment of the light of the aim so Blessed is he in the descent of the world. Until this material world was created, our too numerous to count. Wow, that's already an introduction. It's impossible to count how many levels Hashem had to, how many processes Hashem had to create in order to create this physical world. You know, like you have this, uh, Garrison, this probably would be most applicable to you in your job. But you know how you have these um, uh, wheels turning? One turns another, turns another, turns another. Okay, you're talking about like gears? Gears. There's an okay. infinite amount of gears. And gears isn't even a good example because gears just directly touches the next one. But there's an infinite amount of processes happening for this will to be here. So even though it's infinite, so if it's infinite, how could we start? I can't even have a conversation with you. You know, I, I must have shared this previously, but there were two rabbis walking. So one, one turns to the other and he says, no, no, tell me about Atma. Describe to me the essence of God. He says, I can't. You can't describe the essence. No, he says, no, 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 no. 
tell me, tell me about the essence of God. So the man says, okay, well, about, and he starts to share. And his friend who was nudging him on says, ah, that's what I wanted. I wanted, you can't, there's nothing to talk about. When it comes to the essence of God, there's no way to talk about it. It's above any, any description. So here comes Tanya and says, even though there's an infinite amount of processes to create this world, nonetheless, there are four general categories or three general contractions that happen to create the world. Let's see that in And are, are of many diverse kinds. Not only is there an infinite amount of processes, but sometimes you can have processes that just one leads to the next, going back to the years. Just one process kicks off the next. No, no, no. These, these infinite processes of, are of many diverse kinds. As is known to those who have tasted of this eighth high tree of life, those who have studied Kabbalah, yet in general, nonetheless, even though it's infinite and of many diverse kinds, in general, there are three levels of power and comprehensive contraction giving rise to three comprehensive worlds. And each category consisting of myriads upon myriads of particulars. So, so we can try and limit the infinite uh, amount of contractions by saying that all of these infinite contractions lie within a general sense of three categories. What are these? These are the three worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. So there may be an infinite amount of contractions of many kinds, but they're still going to be within the, the general categories of the contraction between Asilos and Bria, the contraction between the world of Bria and Yitzira, and the contraction between the world of Yitzira and Asiya. How come we're saying that only Bria, Yasir, and Asiya needed contractions? What about Asilus? Asilus is also a word. Doesn't Asilus also include a level of contraction? What's the answer? Dr. Malik, it looks to me like you, you know the answer. No, 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 I don't. No, I thought you knew the answer because it's just the next words in Tanya. The world of Atsilos is godliness itself. Oh. Okay. The world of Atsilos is godliness. So on a high level, there's no contraction. Ah, Moshe Mendel. Yes. You're going to leave tonight as a full Kabbalist. You could, you, you'll be able to talk about Kabbalah. And you could, you'll be able to make a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. From your lips, from your lips, Shanir. Amen, amen. So, how did the first world that needed a contraction, what's the first world that needed a contraction, call it out? Bria. Bria. How, what's the process to create Bria on a high level? Because remember, on a detailed level, it's infinite amount of, contra of, of contractions and, and processes. But on a high level, what was needed to create Bria? Okay, another question before we go ahead. In Bria, we've learned this previously, quite a few chapters back. We'll test your knowledge. 
What shines forth most in Bria? Is it Chachma, Bina, Das? Is it your intellect, your emotions, anyone? In Bria, primarily shines Bina. But as a whole, we call Bria the home of intellect. Let's see that inside. In order to create the world of Bria and include it in Bria, which consists of the higher souls and angels. Why are the higher souls and angels in Bria? Because whose service to God is in the sphere of Chabad, Chabad, referring to Chachma, Bina, and Das. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, the, in, the intellectual faculty, because these higher souls and hiring serve Hashem using their intellects, which are closed in them and are apprehended by them, and from which they receive influence. Therefore, these souls are in Bria. These angels are angels. And in order to create these souls and angels, even though they're so high, there preceded a powerful contraction, as mentioned above. So even to create the great soul of our forefathers, there needed to be a powerful contraction. Yeah. Yes. Can you elucidate on the on the term um, contraction? I'm having a hard time understanding what exactly they mean by that. It's it's always put in what quotations. Is, One more time. The term contraction, contraction. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not clear on. I mean, it's it's all conceptual but i why do they choose that term i guess is what i yes 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 so give me a different term different what give me instead a different term yeah. okay i'll try and answer your question i i i'll try and answer your question without you giving me a different term I want you to think of a word that shares that there's a limitation happening, but nothing from the essence being lost in the process. You see, contraction is a very special word. The word contraction means that I'm taking the entire being and pushing it together more. I'm contracting it, but the essence is not being lost. If I say, if I use the word diluted, I'm giving you 10%. No, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying I'm being mitzamsim. I'm, I'm contracting this energy into a, maybe a limited space, whatever it may be. But I'm not losing it. Okay. So again, so my, my, what I want to be clear about is the word contraction should, be, should mean, regarding this chessboard, that instead of it lying out, you're going to contract it and limit it to a certain space as tight as possible. But I didn't take off the place where the king stands or the queen. Every single place is still there. They're just pushed together. 
Did that help, Mr. Mendel? A little bit, yes. Okay. It's still a chessboard. Exactly. That's exactly what I want it to be. In other words, we're trying to say you're taking godliness, and we're not losing godliness. God, God is not leaving, but he's contracting. He's limiting himself, but he's not, he's not um, diminishing. And when you contract, if someone becomes, if someone pushes in their stomach, they didn't lose their stomach. You've, you've contracted it, but it's still fully there. So when Hashem contracts himself, Hashem is his, his complete essence is complete. And it's not lost. If we would use another term, it would sound that we're losing a part of Hashem. But condensing, is that also applicable? Condensed. So the word condensed, to the best of my knowledge, means that you're actually cutting something out. Could that be true? Like if I give you a condensed version, I'm not giving you the full thing. It's true. Yeah, when you put it that way, I guess that makes. Well, maybe that will clarify why contraction is good. Because condensed means something's missing. Well, contraction also can precede a birth, too. Yeah. Which is can lead to an expansion. For sure. And that's yes, I agree with that point. And, and that would actually fit very well with what we're learning. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Yes, Morbash. Um, you had said earlier that um, Hashem does not, I mean, that Silas does not have any contractions until yeah. the first contractions begin in Berea. Yeah. But Hashem yeah. is a sealus and he conceals himself. So wouldn't that be, I, I, I'm not understanding why a sealus isn't, doesn't have any contractions in it when it's, when it's so close to Hashem, I mean, it is Hashem and Hashem himself does conceal himself. Just, I don't know if it's making any sense. I, I'm not hearing a question. Yeah. Say one more time. Um, uh, what, uh, if, why is Atsilus not, why does Atsilus not have any contraction as the other worlds do? So at the moment, the Tanya is saying, Atsilus is godliness itself. Mm -hmm. And, and so Hashem, I'll go ahead, please. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I see, I'll go, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted you. Con contraction means that there was a need for a limit in order to create. But you don't have to limit yourself. Atsilus is Hashem. <clears throat> so why does he need to limit himself within Atsilus? Atsilus is Hashem. So wouldn't it be infinite? 
Yes. 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 I, I feel like there's a question I'm missing. I'll try and ask. I think I may have your question. I'll t let me let me share the question. If I if it's not your question, it's still a good question. If it is your question, then I I hit the jackpot and I'm, I'll be happy. Okay. The question is Hashem and Atzilus. It's already a world. The world is a creation. To use the term world means that there's a limit to it. Hashem is infinite. Atzilus has the ten ten sefirot in it. So. Atzilus cannot be the essence of Hashem. If it's not the essence of Hashem, then there needs to be some sort of contraction. More Basha, did I hit the jackpot at all? Could that be the question? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I think I have to listen to your recording. I don't want to. I don't want to take too much more time. But thank you. I, I think. I think. Well, let me say the answer. Let me say the answer. The answer is. Regardless, let's see if this answers the question. The answer is, if you remember, we use the word, we're talking in general. There's millions, there's an infinite amount of contractions. But here we're saying, we're talking on a high level, the, the category. In general, Atsilus is godliness itself. Mm -hmm. And we needed these three contractions. If you get nitty-gritty, there was a contraction in order for Asilos to happen. Um, but as a whole, Kabbalah doesn't talk about that contraction because it's already going to a really high and detailed level um, that we just often don't, is not discussed. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay, Dr. Malik, we're good to go? Uh, yeah, the, the word Asilos comes from an eight cell meaning near? Nearby, yeah. Nearby. Yep. So the word that's that the point. That means the world about Silus is is near to Hashem? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Okay. So to go from the world of Silus to Bria and to create this high souls and angels in Bria who serve Hashem with their intellect, we need a contraction. Ah, now we're going to go to the world from Bria to Yitzira, where in Yitzira shines forth primarily emotion. We need another major contraction. So to continue Tanya, page 258 on the left-hand column, so to from Bria to Yitzira, we need another contraction. For the minute portion of light which closes itself in the world of Bria is still in a category of infinity in relation to the world of Yetzirah. Even though there was a contraction between Asilus and Bria, but that energy in Bria is way too much. It's, con it's as if it's infinite relative to the needs of Yetzirah. And therefore, it's unable to close itself in the latter in Yitzhira, except for contraction and occultation. So to go from the world of Bria to the world of Yitzhira, we need a major contraction. And continues, Tanya, so to from Yitzhira to Asiya. Similarly, to go from the world of Yitzhira to Asiya, we need a major contraction. 
another. So to review, we're going to say in this conversation is godliness itself. For the ability for there to be a shining, uh, a shining influence of intellect, we need a major contraction of the world of spirit. For there to be a shining influence of emotion, we need a major contraction between Yisriya and Yisriya. And for there to be a major shining energy of mouthing, of kingship, of, of uh, action, we need another major and a major contraction. An elaborate explanation of these three contractions in order to make it, them more accessible to our poor intellect is given elsewhere. Elsewhere in Tanya is discussed at greater length and God willing we will get there. So now comes the punchline. Now comes the punchline. Hashem has created, I wish we had like a visual of a full room of gears. Maybe Gershon, you could find this for me. A full room of gears that at the end turns like a little gear. One little gear at the end. All those gears are just for that last gear. And the last gear, imagine the last gear gives out a candy bar. So you're so when when Dr. Mallet, when your grandkids come, you press the button and and you spent, by the way, you spent a billion dollars on the construction of this toy for them. When you press the button, Dr. Malov, it kicks off an infinite amount of gears that at the end produces a candy bar for your grandchildren. So why did you produce? Why did you create this massive toy with the candy bar for your grandkids? Hopefully your grandchildren will appreciate everything you've done for them. And not hopefully, it's a guarantee. Remember, if you really love your grandchildren, they're gonna, it's going to reflect back in you. So like that room of years, Hashem has created an infinite amount of contractions and, and, and mice, and, and an infinite amount of procedures just to allow you to be living at this moment. Because Hashem loves you. It, you realize how much Hashem loves you? Maisha Mendel, you're with me. Maisha Mendel, Hashem loves you so much that He's created this infinite master plan so you should be able to be right now wherever you are. So how much love do you have to have back? If Hashem pressed one button, if Hashem just would uh, give you and you know give you a good meal is one thing but we're saying hashem created a crazy master plan for you wow how much love hashem has for you how much love we need to reciprocate back here we go page 250 left hand column bottom bottom paragraph the purpose of all the contractions is the creation of the material human body wow wow doesn't say for the soul. The purpose of the contractions is the creation of the material human body. And what should a human body do? 
and a subjugation of the sitra achara, that the human body with its soul should have some desire come to it. Maybe the desire is not to go to sleep. And therefore, you won't be able to wake up the next morning to, to say Shema. I don't know what the desire is. But you just, you must stay up tonight to finish a, this book you're reading. So when you go ahead and you know what, you say, you know what, Hashem, I love you so much. I'll put away the book and I'll go to sleep in a good time. You're subjugating the supernatural to bring about the preeminence of light to planting darkness. You are now pushing away the darkness, reve revealing light. How, when a person elevates his divine soul and his vivifying soul together with their garments and all the powers of the body to God alone. I'm serving Hashem. So when you do a mitzvah, when you pass by a non-kosher restaurant, and if, you know, the, the, we learn you're allowed to say the food smells good. You're even allowed to say, I want it. But as a Jew, Hashem tells me not to eat it. According to, um, for some people, that's actually a mitzvah. To recognize that it's a want, it's a desire, and I'm going to actively not complete my desire because of you, Hashem. When you do that, you have made all of these gears, this infinite amount of gears, and process it to create the world, uh, you fulfilled their mission. Just to reflect for a second, the opposite. You have all these gears, you have all these processes, and we don't fulfill what Hashem wants. That's a scary thing. Imagine, Dr. Mal, if you have all these gears, your billion-dollar candy bar machine, and your grandchildren come, and they break the machine because they just, well, why not? They didn't. If they broke it, just, just why not? It's quite frustrating. It's disappointing. Right? I'm sure you've heard many people, they're like, I don't understand. I love them. I did everything for my kids. As has been explained or discussed earlier at length, that this is the purpose of the descent of the world. This is why Hashem made all these contractions for you to do a mitzvah. Yes, I hear a question. Was there a question? Well, uh, Hashem just, you said Hashem made the contractions so that we could do a mitzvah? That's right. Yes. I think at this point it's appropriate to reshare the story of Rabbi Zalman Posner. Rabbi Zalman Posner was asked on radio why is it that if a Jew sins against Hashem he's punished? Sometimes, un unfortunately, it could be punished according to the Torah, the punishment of death. And Rabbi Posner, he shared that just technically no one ever got the death punishment. If a, if a court was, would punish someone twice within 70 years, 
They're called murderers according to the Gemara and Matthew. It didn't really happen. And the rabbi, he heard the, when he heard the story, he said, we needed to learn from the time. This happened when the space ship reached the moon at that time period in history. And the rabbi said that, imagine if one of the astronauts had smoked on the spaceship or needed to, or did something foolish and they had to abort their car. He did something silly. We all do something silly. What's the big deal? The big deal is that there had been billions of dollars invested in him to get to the moon. He has a big responsibility. And that's what we're saying here on a much greater level. Our responsibility Hashem loves us so, so much. And he's created the entire world for you and me. To quote again, back in time, water mirrors a reflection of a face. When you look in the mirror, I'll tell you something. If, if you look in the mirror, if you're looking beautiful that day, the mirror is not going to give you an ugly face. Exactly the way you look is what the mirror is going to give you back. The same thing is with water. If you look in water exactly the way you look, to every single detail, nothing's going to change. It's not going to change the color over here. You are going to see yourself in, in, in full detail. So too is the heart of man. If you love someone, that's going to do, they're going to see it. They're going to reflect it back. In every detail. To quote again, as water mirrors the reflection of a face, the Holy One, blessed is He, has, as it were, laid down and set aside, figuratively speaking. Hashem, He put Himself aside. He laid down. Going back to, my, to my, what my Shemendel said, He contracted Himself. He did something even a little painful. He laid down and set aside, figuratively speaking, his great infinite light and has stored it away and concealed it by means of three different kinds of contractions. And all this because of his love for lowly men. We're a low, we're finite creatures of the lowest level. And why did Hashem do this in order to raise him up to God? Hashem wants us to connect with him. How? How, how could we connect with Hashem? We're so distant. The Tanya here shares an incredible, incredible Gemara. The Gemara tells us Love impels the flesh. On a very physical level, the Gemara says that if people are physically challenged in their relationship, the Gemara is actually talking about people that the couple is very big, physically big. The Gemara says physically the love is going to limit their body and allow them to connect. Love can physically affect your body. 
So Hashem has, his, Hashem's love has allowed him to contract himself and, cre- and allow us to connect with him. And an infinite number of times more, if Hashem has went through all of these contractions because of his love for us, is, is it fitting that a man also should relinquish and set aside all he possesses? both spiritually and physically, and renounce everything to order to cleave to him, blessed be he, with attachment and desire and love. We should want to connect with Hashem on the greatest level. We should want to connect with Hashem without any hindrance, within or without. Nothing should stop us. Neither of body or soul, nor money, nor wife, nor children. Nothing should stop our connection, Tasha. Wow. Let's repeat this back and we'll take questions and we'll wrap it up. Hashem has made this master plan for me and you. Wow. If we reflect on it a minute, it will make us love Hashem then nothing should stop us. Just like Hashem had to limit himself. If we, if we need to limit ourselves, so to speak, we need to be able to uh, remove challenges in our way. Should it be a bother? Should it be a hindrance? Any questions? Rabbi, can I ask a question? Absolutely. Okay. So there was something in the Tanya that kind of made me think and you were just talking about it. It said, is it fitting that a man should relinquish and set aside all he possesses, both spiritually and physically, <clears throat> and renounce everything in order to cleave to him? And you said that that's, that is kind of a of a physical tim-tum, right? Or, so on one hand, so God is, t- what's that? Tanya says, both spiritually and physically. Right, but, but I guess... So a shame is doing all these infinite contractions to create man and to create the finite, which is man is finite. Uh, on the other hand, man must contract, well, it says the physical and the spiritual in order to, uh, to connect to a shame. But it almost seems like man is going the other direction. He's finite, and he needs to do these contractions in order to meet the infinite. That's the that's the picture that this text is. It something like that. That is perfect. We actually have a Hayom Yom, a quote from the Rabbi, which says, "Okay, Hashem makes things something from nothing." And our job is to make nothing from something. I see. In other words, nothing from something, take it from being a something back to return it back to Hashem. Yes, good, good point. Hmm. Any other 